In this episode of Raisin Bread Talk, Baz and I delve into the murky world of dating apps. We cover topics including our own personal experiences, are they healthy for men and women, and the business of dating, among other things, of course. And I definitely don't at any point make any insinuation that women are only good for cleaning, nor does Baz suggest that if you're a guy struggling to find a sexual partner, just choose a profession with groupies. Enjoy. But yeah, speaking of speaking of uh, hating yourself, what is okay? So you 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 came up to me and was like, "We should talk about uh, dating apps." And most people don't know this. I got notoriety on an app called Clubhouse for being part of a dating room or a dating sort of coaching room. I know what you would call it, but uh, and so dating is something I thought about for a real long time especially I think in my late twenties. Um, but then suddenly I just stopped caring. Like I still am sort of aware cause I don't know, man, I, I'm curious to hear what, what kind of brought this to you because I'm kind of wary of the manosphere now. Not that and everything that those guys say is wrong, but like, I don't know. I think if you've had enough success with the opposite gender, you kind of start to realize like like it's like oh women behave in this manner and it's like yeah and 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 there's less of a sort of an emotional association with it whereas i think the current sphere the current landscape of the the manosphere is kind of still angry in in some ways and this isn't to say all people in that sphere who talk about dating is in particular, I mean, I'm a big fan of just pearly things. She's great. Yeah. I've been following her for a while um, before she got famous. Uh, I was her meeting her before she was cool. But, but, um, but she, she, she's great, right? And there are a couple others who are really great. But I feel like a lot of these guys, especially hearing from guys on Clubhouse, are just kind of still, still mad. Even the leader of my own troop, right, on, on Clubhouse is yeah. kind of, I'm like, what are you mad at? Like, it feels like you're still mad about something. And, and a lot of, anyways, curious to hear what, what brought this up? Yeah. The, Cause right, I could go on so, and on the, about Yeah, this. No, there's so many things that I want to go in there. That, that's really, that's a really good kickoff. I think the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it's something that everyone is affected by. I don't even think it's generational at this point. Like, even if you're someone in your 80s, you know either children or grandchildren who are using dating apps, so you still have a relationship with it. You still have... It's still in your world. No one is no right. one is untouched by the phenomenon of dating apps. And it's something that I see a lot of comedians talk about for that exact reason, because comedians will always talk about things that have the broadest... Uh, broadest... Influence possible in the in the society in the culture, and it's. I'm curious to get your view on where you think it's going and whether you think there's a healthy angle to it. Because it's like you say when you, when you talk about the men who the sort of MGTOW types, manosphere types, who've sort of given up on it, or they just use it to find a shag, and then that's it like those guys i feel have got it 
wrong. I don't think that's the right way. I understand why they think the way they think, but um, because mm. they've been hurt and they or they've been fucked over is probably more poignant as a way of putting it. But then, interesting for you to bring up Pearl because I think that the women in the manosphere space are the saving grace to the men because they give it that tempered approach of like, because when, when men get together, we can just G each other up to go further and further off down that tangent of fuck it. Fuck women who needs them. And we will, uh, what's the word? We will qualify that view amongst our peers you know, one of them will say something like, oh yeah, women are, who needs them? And then the other one will go, yeah, man, you're totally right. And then before you know it, you're so far down that tangent that you convince yourself you don't need a a, a, a successful relationship with a woman because your boys have ratified that worldview. So th- who cares, right? And then, But then you get someone like Pearl comes along and gives the female perspective of like, no, no, we actually need competent men and we need it's it, it you know what it's very similar and this isn't just a shameless actually it is a bit a shameless link to some of our other podcast episodes it's similar to our episode with jeff charles when he was saying how oh no there are actually loads of black people with conservative views you just don't hear about them <laughs> same thing with like there are actually loads of women out there who want a man so. to occupy the traditional male role and who are yearning to occupy the traditional female role but yeah. you just don't hear about them because they're not the ones who get traction. Like it, it, Pearl is the one who's done it and she's done it very impressively. And, but I think I really do. I don't, I think that she's such an important figure because I, I do believe that there is an angle. There's another woman on, on shorts. Oh, what is her name? I can't remember. Like she, there's a few of them. There's a few of these ladies who, who I think are really important for these sort of manosphere MGTOW spaces online because they they need that female perspective they need they need these these men need women to go no actually we kind of want competent good honest men because yeah like they they bring it back to the center i i agree to an extent i think i think there are really temper guys like um rollo tomasi to be honest with you as much weird you know, as, as weird as he can be and, and as much nonsense as he'll, he'll, he'll get from people. I do actually think he provides a pretty clinical assessment of, of, for the most part, do you guys hear that? The, by the way, do you guys hear the, the engine in the back? Do you Just hear anything? Then, yeah, but that's fine. Frick. Okay. I'll move the, let me close. I keep the window open because otherwise it gets freaking hot in here. So, Back to silence and my forehead's shining. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I think there's some some people who do a good job, uh, Rolo Tomasi being one, um, you know, despite sometimes some weirdness he might have and maybe oh, not so, not so, uh, not so subtle uh, uh, resentment he might have towards people who might be more successful to him. He does have a pretty great technical assessment of sort of, you know, the way women date and behave. But what I love always, what I've always liked about him is that he never really gave any sort of prescriptive 
um, assessment to anything. And he gave more of sort of a descriptive uh, approach, which is like, hey, in X situation, they are likely to be behave Y. And it doesn't necessarily apply to all situations, but just be aware, you know, this is, you know, don't be surprised if this sort of behavior occurs. And I, I think that's more useful because then you, you yourself are given the opportunity to decide what you want to do with that information. I think you're right in that some men actually need a woman to, to make them feel better about these sorts of things. But I'm wary and cautious of that in that I don't think that these women don't have a space in these discussions, more that men still need to sort of lead and have these discussions. Not that there's no place for them. Come on in. I don't, I don't, you know. Me, well, they you know, do, but they sure. need, I think, I do think they need to have them with women. Like we see this at work, right? So like, if yes, you, you see yes, this in the workplace, yeah. like if you take a mechanics workshop, almost entirely male, that is, there are ways, for example, you know that in that workshop, the kitchen is going to be an absolute shit show. You know that you're never going to be able to find anything. You're not going to be able to find cutlery. You're not going to be able to find cups to make a cup of tea or coffee that aren't haven't got an inch of bile at the bottom. But then in the same way that you then look at something like childcare or, or like an after-school club or something like that, which is predominantly run by women, and they will... <clears throat> there's so much bitchiness that goes on and there's so much talking about if somebody gets the promotion... There's so much cattiness that goes on behind the scenes of like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So is there better is the, I guess I'm trying to figure it out because I'm, I'm trying to help you out right now. Are you trying to say their benefit is they clean shit up? <laughs> like, I'm, well, trying, no, to no, but I'm out. trying to say that like, wait, wait, they, they, what's an example of actually is, is, that, is, yeah. Hi guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a misogynist, but yeah, no, it's, it's send your letters to, his Twitter is Ben has words. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like what, what yeah. it actually, what that example actually shows, because this is me thinking on the fly. This is me thinking in real time. What that example actually yeah. shows is that you provide order in different ways. So it's like the men would have provided sure. order in the, in the childcare example, because they'd go, well, maybe she got the promotion because she deserved it. How is bitching about right. her getting the promotion going to help you get the promotion? Sure, and sure, the sure. women in the mechanics workshop example would be like, you know you'd really enjoy coming to work a lot more if you tidied the fuck up you know you know you'd actually probably it would make the work environment way nicer can, can you, you think of another example maybe beside because we are gonna oh for fuck's sake i just feel like there's gotta right. be another 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 dominant male environment okay no actually i can't because i'm thinking about engineers and no 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 the place let me help you out let show. me help you out okay let me help you out fuck you uh, <laughs> let me help you out let me help you out like uh i say that as my maid literally he, you just saw my maid hand me my my food ma yeah. ma male, or, uh, male or female male or female yeah, no, uh well let's leave that to case, the imagination case shall post, we case yeah 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 uh <laughs> i love i love no, women I, I, I don't think women just exist to no i'm not even saying that shit i'm not even i'm not even falling into that trap of saying that out you're loud. doing great you let me let me help you out let me help you out there are situations where diversity of thought helps i can think of uh a couple of situations like that like i had no idea that 
this is this is really embarrassing, but there was a point in my life I had no idea that periods lasted multiple days. Right. Right. Let's say I was a product if I was a product owner and I was trying to sell a product to women and I just proceeded with my product, right, to sell to to those women. And I was just like, well, the periods are only one day. Right. Right. That, that should be enough. I would have gotten it. The, so wrong. The default, the so default wrong. reaction, the default reaction to that would be ostracizing you. It wouldn't be educating Fine. you. And no, but that's that's Fine. that's a problem. Yeah. This is what I mean. So it's like now we're reaching a point where, like, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's look. It's not the best example in terms of it's really stereotyping women as the ones who clean. But I don't think it's unreasonable to do that because they are the ones who care. By and large, generally speaking, about the, the whether it's from a pride point of view or just a practical point of view, they are the ones who care. Like if I've got people coming round, and the the I don't know, there's clothes on the era after being in the washing machine. Mm-hmm. My my a- approach to that is well, everyone wears clothes and everyone has to clean clothes, so it's not unusual for them to walk into a house where there are clothes drying. She has to get that put away. Because it's just unsightly in the house. And she's right. It is unsightly in the house. And I totally get why you'd want to clean it up and put it away and make the place look presentable. I I actually understand her viewpoint. I just don't I don't see it as worth the energy. I also understand your viewpoint. And Tyler, uh, keep score. This is uh, Ben's second example for why oh! women are great for cleaning up. No, this is no. just, just what, why else are they useful, Ben? Well, look, they care. Oh man. I didn't, right? because how did they, we're supposed to be talking I, about dating apps. I anyway, right. Hinge, I Tinder. Happen. I can't clean up myself. Toffee, Bumble, I, fucking, I, can't. I don't know all the rest of them. Do you know, but like, if a woman's around, she'll clean up after me because she cares. Oh, she's going to kill me. I don't care. I don't care at all so again send your, <laughs> send your letter send, send your tweets to at ben has words and uh ben this was a great last week with you i'm not gonna lie this is amazing <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is this was a great no. i'm gonna miss you buddy i really am oh man so, all right all right okay well okay so let's 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 get past that because i i can personally can name a bunch of different reasons why it's beneficial to have women uh in the workplace i've mentored with female engineers i tend to mentor engineers who for whatever reason have always been asian so like first generation yeah, speaking, i don't know what it I'm is speaking about speaking generally first of all because our engineers, about the whites engineers no, <laughs> Engineers are a certain, <laughs> no, but a female engineer is a certain type of person. Leave alone, forget certain type of woman, certain type of person. But then, if we do want to break it down by sex, then there is that whole point of women being more interested in people, men being more interested in things. Sure. To be a, sure, you know, if you want to be a female engineer, you have to be in the eighty fifth percentile. I'll give another example. Another example: female lawyers. There are a lot more women who are lawyers uh, or a lot more women becoming lawyers than there are men these days. My sister being uh, one of them. My sister has had a 4.0 average since she was 12 years old. I know that's a good thing. She's 20. She's 22. That means she's had a perfect grades. Literally, literally perfect, literally perfect grades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she'd be what, what you guys would call a prefect or 
whatever stupid Harry Potter <laughs> she had over there. Like she'd be, she'd be, yeah, she'd be, she'd be, she'd be the one in the hallways telling Potter to get back, you know, into the dormitory. No, I'm serious. But 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 I'm I'm serious. Like they're the ones who are, you know, and this is why I really want to talk to to Richard Richard Reeves, who uh, uh, wrote put the book out, top five on the Economist, by the way, of men and boys. Uh, they're just kicking boys sort of ass when it comes to a lot of these um, a lot of these traditional learning environments, and then that manifests itself in a proficiency in the professional world more times than not. Um, yeah. Now, the reasons as to why that is or, you know, whether that's the right thing for them or yada, yada, yada. That's a whole, I think, different conversation we could do an entire podcast about. But on whether they possess the proficiency to do those things, I mean, I think that much is is clear. It's not to me. To me, the argument isn't necessarily necessity. It's more competence. And they've demonstrated it in, in, in boatloads of it, in my in my opinion. Right, the, the, this whole notion that that women are are worse at math and science, I was never familiar with it until I went to, um, I went to uh, uh, maybe university. Yeah, at my university they did studies on it, but in my high school and in my elementary school, it was basically me and a bunch of girls. It was like the boys were the minority in yeah. the like accelerated and high achievement sort of courses, and they were the and. And, and and the girls were not only were they the, the, the majority, and admittedly a lot of them were of Asian descent and a lot of Indian and Indian as well. I know when Americans hear Asian, In, they think, interesting you know, that you should say that because it was the same on my course. Yeah. It was the only females. So my course was about a hundred people. So that makes the percentages nice and easy to break down. It was ninety-two percent male, but almost exclusively amongst the females, it was asian women um and there was two brits and that was that was it. that was the breakdown of my year because i did car design so it was it was you had to have a significant interest yeah. in cars to want to do that for a job and so that's that's yeah. the way it broke down but it's like i want to i want to try and we're really going to need establish which bits that we keep in as well for the sake of keeping this fucking thing online but um i want to i want to pull the conversation we'll over to over well no the other thing is like oh god i i can't lose my job yet like <laughs> I, because this isn't financially sustainable at the time of recording so i can't i can't i can't lose my job just yet and i work with a lot of with most my my um my team at work is female dominant so that's gonna yeah that's gonna fuck me up something i know i know here let me let me let me let me save you a little bit i know what you're getting at which is they provide a sense of perhaps a higher level organizational organizational and frontal lobe i mean what they actually care about what's right in great. front of you they care about what's right in front of you like look at look at when you're parenting look at no look seriously look at when you're look at when you're parenting with your your if you're wanting to do something that's say dangerous or adventurous or whatever, like take, take wrestling, for example, as you were briefly talking about Tyler. So like, for example, I grew up doing judo, very similar thing. My mum will not watch me do judo. Will not watch. She won't even watch videos where she knows I win because 
there's <laughs> there's the possibility in the here and now in the moment of me getting hurt. It's the same when I was doing stand-up comedy. My dad was there to watch me. My dad has watched me bomb on my ass. He has watched me fail miserably on a stage in front of an audience. Mm. My mum won't even watch recordings of good gigs because in the here and now, the what's right in front of her psychologically is her son is taking a risk and it could go, it, it could result in a negative impact on her son. And why the hell would she want to, why would that, why would she want that? Whereas my dad is more like, take the risk, see what happens, take the risk. It might pay off. And if it doesn't pay off, well, fucking learn from it. But it might pay off. And like that, that's not, I, I believe that to be largely, generally speaking, a constant that you've got. And you need both. You need both. You need, you need someone who's risk averse and you need somebody who is, who is willing to take the risks. Nice save, Jimmy. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's that's a great example. No, seriously, that is that is, that's a that's a better one. There is a natural uh, uh, tendency towards risk averse behavior and, and riskful behavior, and that is uh, divided along gendered lines. That is, that is just that's just science. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think maybe that's why also it makes for a while a lot of women are great lawyers, right? It's like, right. hey, don't do that. That'll get you five to ten. What? Yeah. Right? What? What is? <laughs> like, what is the? When we're talking about that kind of law as well, like corporate law, that kind of thing. What are we talking about? Mm -hmm. Staying within the rules and regulations. Right. Like, that makes perfect right. sense. Like this, and it is knowing the right. book back to front. And but the other, but the main. And what's thing interesting is, about <clears throat> go on. the interesting thing I just want to say about that is just because law is so logic focused, and there's this notion that women aren't aren't don't possess the capacity for you know formal reasoning um amongst you know sort of the more bigoted right um and you know if you study the lsat closely which i did I, I almost went to law school which is why i know so much about it and then i got my sister into into a law school or i helped get her into law school uh yeah i did most of the, yeah, whatever that's a different conversation but so yeah like uh there's this notion that that they're just not capable of like formal forms of reasoning and it's like well, these LSAT scores cumulatively say something really different from what the popular notion is. So can we really say they're not, you know, capable for this? Again, my point is competence is, is all I'm after for. Competence is all right. I'm looking at. And and you know, to your to your point, like, yeah, sure, there's a yin and a yang to these things and they complement one another, but first and foremost, we have to acknowledge that they have the capacity to do those things, right? Yeah. And so that that's that's and I think I think we're in problem. I mean, I know you. I know I know I'm I'm messing around with you, but I I know what you actually mean. So well, see, so yeah, because now now <laughs> you've now yeah, I, this this bit isn't for isn't for fucking the the actual recording, but so I I don't know like if we want to cut any of that, then do because if it if it is for the sake of oh it's hilarious keep it in <coughs> oh shit uh, <laughs> let's keep it in and I then need when you to, get why, and then I, if we, I need to think before I fucking if speak. we ever get big if we ever get big we can take it down but the point is most importantly i know you i know what you mean and i i can give you the generous interpretation right like i i know what you're trying to say so. right because uh, like, for example um, like one of the things that you and i have spoken about before on the subject of dating apps specifically 
which is what we were trying right. to talk about for this whole fucking an hour in we finally did it <laughs> right. yeah, yeah 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 but yeah, it's yeah. like so one yeah. of the big things is making the first move uh on dating apps and so like for example again right. for all you out there generally speaking generally speaking men pursue and men make the first move to the point where I was on a thing on, we were in a room on Clubhouse and we were talking about this. We were talking about dating apps and we were talking about Bumble because Bumble champions themselves as the platform where women make the first move. Now, in my time using Bumble, matches, that was fine. Messages, no, didn't happen. And it was like, but, but it, well, it did, but only on, only under one condition. Now, so on Bumble, for anyone who doesn't know, for anyone who hasn't used it, you, so the, the woman has to make the first move. The man cannot message. And what happens is if you match with somebody, the match stays live for 24 hours. And if the girl doesn't message the guy within 24 hours, it, the match disappears. It expires. But what the guy can do, one of the things that the guy can do is send an extension of another 24 hours to one girl per day. So whenever I did that and I sent a girl an extension, then I would get a message in response. Now, in my estimation, that is still me making the first move because she did nothing. I then give her the extension. She gets notified. Ben has given you an extension, then goes because she's got the assurance that, oh, this guy is actually interested now I'll send him a message. I would still chalk that one up as me making the first move. Correct. Yeah. Did you ever use Bumble? I did. I used Stumble. I used OK Stupid. I used Tinder. <laughs> um, I refused to address them by their actual names because that gives them power, Ben. Uh, <laughs> and I refused to give them that. <laughs> I refused to give them that. <laughs> I, I, I refused to give them that. Uh, well, like, because there are some really obscure ones. That got a laugh out of Tyler, so that one counts. So, yeah, yeah. So, so no, I've used all of them. There are obscure ones. There's plenty of fish. There's. Um, oh, so you're thinking about the AOL uh, type ones? I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, I'm talking about. I'm not. I'm not talking about like yeah, the the ones where you use the phone line. I'm talking about the apps that are really obscure. Like, have you ever heard of? I don't know if this is just a UK thing. Go on. I am not scared to slap a British woman. You understand me right now? I need you to know that. Go on. Go on. Have you ever heard no, no, of Go on? Have you ever go heard on. of Toffee? No, I have not. What's so that? Toffee was is a dating app. I don't know whether it's just for the UK or whether it's used around the world, but in the UK at least, it is exclusively for attendees of private schools. And so you yes, so you now I didn't go to a private school. <sighs> So I lied in order to get access to this thing. And, <laughs> and my God, the amount of basically every photo either had a horse or a horse box in the background. And you're just sitting there and you're going like, you, as somebody with a pretty sort of typical, typical middle class upbringing, you're sitting there going, oh, maybe this could be, maybe this could be my ticket to the big time is, is, is. <laughs> dating a horse girl maybe that could be the way to do it and then like nothing nothing ever came of it because what do you talk about the other thing was i was too honest so if i ever did match with somebody on toffee they would message going oh so you know what school did you go to what university did you go to and i go oh by the way i'm not actually privately educated 
I just joined this app to see what would happen. And then they all sort of go quiet. I don't know what they, I don't know what those kinds of people talk about if they do match with like, oh, okay, like your horse, you use your horses for show jumping. I use mine for polo. I don't know what, what conversation can actually arise from just the fact that your parents both have a lot of money and therefore they could afford a private education for both of you. I don't know. Self-selection. 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 It has nothing to do with love. Yeah, right. it has nothing to do with love. It's, right. But the, I, what I find f- funny about that is that people found a way to get on their, to get on their, uh, what I find funny about that is that people found a way to get on there anyways. Yeah, right. right. Um, well, the verification I've been invited wasn't strict. Oh, okay. So I got I got into a site called the League, and I've used I used it once, and that was pretty. I mean, it wasn't that intense, but it was enough. They were like, "We need to see your LinkedIn." Uh, I mean, short of them asking me about my like bank- banking statements, right? Because uh, it was supposed <laughs> to be for elites, right, 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 or what have you, yeah. right, right. And so, yeah, like so, I got onto there, and it was like. I mean, it's not, it wasn't really this huge sort of, yeah, maybe there was a specific sort of quality uh, to some of these, these, these women, right. And they was concentrated relatively, but to be honest, I kind of attracted those girls anyways, whether I was on, on Bumble or, or Tinder, I didn't need to be on the league to do that, to be honest with you. So no, I know what you mean. I don't know. And then like, yeah, like I didn't, they, they I, all, cause they're, they're cropping up a dime a dozen these apps and they all have to have their gimmick they all have to have their their one little thing that sort of separates them and because there's another one called happen um and then the other thing that i've noticed as well with these apps is they only work for city dwellers and i don't mean i don't mean people who live within a gravitational pull of the city like you need to live in the city in the city yeah yeah, because something like happen is again for anyone who doesn't know is it tracks where you've been and then if somebody literally crosses your path it will notify you that that person crossed your path so that they basically that they're within your vicinity and then you can send them a match request and then you can talk and then you can set it up that way but it's all yeah it's all very very strange because it's it's there's a there's a lot of correlation in the uk at least between the the ever-expanding novelties of various dating apps and the ever-expanding novelties of various dating shows so in the uk we had a show on channel four i'm going to get the name quickly to make sure that i get this right um where the plot line of the show was that people were being matched up on whether they liked photos of each other's dogs (laughs) okay all right this is this is I'm absolutely listening. fucking true. The Doghouse is a Channel Four observational t- television show following staff. No, it's not that. Okay, right, it's not that. It's not called the Doghouse. The Doghouse would be too too much. They were like, that would be too much. What is it called? I've heard. Yeah. They'll invite you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll invite you. I've heard of Raya. I've heard of Raya. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be on Raya, to be honest with you. Like Raya is like. Uh, I don't know. Raya's Raya's. Uh, 
Because, like, if a girl's that, it almost this is the, the thing that, that a lot of these apps get wrong is like it thinks that what men and women are value in sort of dating are, are the same, right? Like, do you really care, Tyler or, or Ben, whether a girl's famous? Like, will that really get your dick hard? No. No, pr- probably not. Probably not. Right. And but so it's weird to me. Is- now, interestingly, you say that because one of the things that is, a, is it certainly attractive is, is competence. So if they're famous, sure. if they're famous for, I don't know, like say if it's a athlete, what you actually might be attracted to is the fact that they have a, a, a positive mental attitude, that they excelled in their field, that they didn't give up in the face of adversity, like, sure. and they were competent, they were yeah. good at what they did. That might influence you, but no, not, not the fact that they're famous and lots of people know who they are. Right. Um, for me, I'm going to be honest with you. I think there's a, for me personally, there's a diminishing set of returns or yeah, diminishing rate of returns, I should say on competency, right? Like if a girl's, uh, a doctor, like an athlete to be an athlete, a pro athlete, that's a high bar. I don't need my girl to be a pro athlete. Like my last girl was a doctor. That was a big deal. I, I didn't need to know what school she went to or whether she was the doctor, right? She's like, right. I'm the chair of the department of blah, blah, blah at this university. I was like, I, don't, I wouldn't care. It's like, oh, you're a doctor already. Jackpot, right? Because you've demonstrated some semblance of competence. And on top of that, you're hot, right? And that was really, that was still pretty much, I mean, that was, if I'm being honest, that was those two things together was what made her very appealing right um it wasn't it wasn't that that like i feel like with something like raya because i'm familiar with raya <sighs> raya like has it has more appeal maybe to me if i'm a woman but right. as a guy absolutely like, absolutely yeah like, if, you're, what, if you're looking what's in for, it for me yeah exactly because and uh, you know what fuck it i'm further enough down this rabbit hole in this episode because as a mm-hmm. guy if you're seeing a girl on raya all you're thinking is oh, okay so the the people around you have money especially if they're young especially if they're young like if yes. you see a girl in her early 20s yeah. you're not thinking like oh look there is a possibility that she started a business and become very very successful but let's call a spade a spade what's far more likely to have happened is she's been raised in a very wealthy family i mean statistically speaking yeah and i know that's a fact that a lot of people don't like to hear um but yeah i mean a lot of a lot of wealth is is for at least in the case of women is trans is transmute is transmuted um that's increasingly becoming less and less the case although uh we'll see what happens in the next 20 to 30 years in terms of like retention of net worth but uh yeah i mean as a guy i just like i'm not excited to marry in fact i don't want my chick to be famous are you kidding me mm. My last girl, when Snoop Dogg followed her on Instagram, I was like, what the fuck? Delete your Instagram right now. <laughs> like that, I was like, what the fuck? Why, why is oh, Snoop yeah. Dogg following you? Like, 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 you know, uh, I don't want my girl to be well known, especially if she's, you know, pretty or, you know, competent. It, it doesn't, it, that doesn't matter to me because 
like I said, what men and women are attracted to are just very, very different. And, and fame is, is something that unfortunately, especially in the current context of, of the way social media is, um, Instagram, especially, I mean, Instagram, if I'm being honest, is just funnel marketing for women. It really is like, it's just women. Like you, you are like, you could be a pretty girl. Like my girl was a physician in, in another country, right. Outside of the U S but Snoop Dogg still found her. Right. And that's, that's indicative. That's indicative of something. Right. Right. And, but it's also, that's something so, that would never happen the other way around. Right. I, I mean, like, here's the thing. When I, when I was a comic, when I did comedy, here's this, uh, cause you asked, is like, did you ever do any bits on, on, uh, on, um, dating apps. on dating apps? And I, and I didn't because I was a decent enough comic. Like if you just show com- man, and it makes me honestly wonder what it's like being at the high level. Uh, if you were just a competent comic in your, in your city, you didn't need dating apps. Oh man, some of the you love need, rats that I met apps. on the circuit, and you're just like, how? But they, they, they had it. They yeah. had it. They were on. They, they, they had. It, you're right. They were great on stage, and so that that enticed women. That that got yeah. them interested. And and the inverse didn't happen, right? So if I had a good set, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I usually did. Uh, if I had a good set, I'd get off stage and there would be women waiting for me. If the women had a good set, they'd get off stage and there would be cheesesteaks waiting for me, <laughs> right? Like that, like that was the difference. I'm serious. That was the difference. Yeah. Like, like they, they, and, and I don't know. I do know what it is, but like, it's the same thing. Excuse me. It's competence, right? What like, do you mean? So, so the, uh, the, the women saw you competent on stage and went, let me get a piece of that. But the men, I, I, I think, yeah, saw the women on stage be funny. And they were like, all right, moving on, which is, you know, what I always found weird about that is I find funny women, very attractive, right? Like a girl that's fun. Like this whole notion that women aren't funny. I've never understood. It's it. ridiculous. Like some of my favorite. It's patently ridiculous. I mean, I've had my, my like, uh, I, I could go real hard in the paint on this one, but um, a lot of comics that inspired me to do comedy, Natasha Legero being one of them, um, uh, Rachel Feinstein, who's a fuck, who's, she's a beast. And she's, uh, I don't know how she hasn't outshined. Her and Amy Schumer are friends, and she's vastly fun, more funny or funnier than, than, than Amy Schumer. She does these weird sort of old-timey bits where she pretends like she's a you know a woman from the 1930s, um, like a dumb she she does this like this whole like dumb girl voice where she's just like uh, yeah, uh, yeah what does she do she just goes like how much for that doggy in the window sir or like or she'll pretend to be like a dumb girl from the 30s and she'll be like you told me that when I put on my feet on your shoulders all the children in the world would like you know be able to eat again like she did just weird bits like yeah. that so anyways long long story short is like. There's so many funny, funny gals out there. It's just that it doesn't appeal to most guys. And even now when a girl's funny, unfortunately, just maybe this is just a reflection of my experience in comedy. When a girl is funny, uh, the first thing I ask myself is, do you have bipolar disorder? 
right, because right, yeah. because yeah. Be, and, may, and maybe Shout this is this Tom isn't reflect. Does she have bipolar disorder? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she talks about it in the last. Special. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Like, but that—that's my whole point. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's this is like an evolutionary protective measure that we've just formed as men, or whether we just genuinely are just not effing with it. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's, on uh, a, on, as an aside, yeah, just as a thing on 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 this tangent of comedy that we've gone down, it's like one of the things yeah. that really does, like, so in the UK, for example, we've had we've had huge female comedy stars before it became a matter of quotas and a matter of filling the like there has been a decline in the quality of female comics in direct correlation with the push for female comics like we had victoria wood in the 80s who used to do write her own comedy songs as well as do stand up yeah hilarious then we had Catherine tate doing the Catherine tate show great a goddess great yeah. sketch comedy unbelievable elite top level stuff hilarious stuff yeah. and it's just like inside so, yeah the, the idea that women aren't funny is just is is patently it's ridiculous it's preposterous but um but why aren't those men attra- like i like uh, I well i think the reason why competent. but the reason why men say it the reason why men say it about like our oh, women aren't funny is because the current crop what i don't get is so like for example you've got these people Take an Amy Schumer type who will talk about her vagina for for an hour and a half and get paid ten million dollars. That's probably lowballing it. But it's like they will say as a defense, well, men talk about their dick all the time on stage. So like, yeah, and you don't like that. So why the <laughs> fucking hell do you just do the same thing? You don't like when men go on stage and talk about their dick and jerking off and all that crap. Like you don't, if you don't like when men do blue comedy, why would you do it? Like, because that's where the argument of, oh, well, you guys do it just falls apart. It's like, yeah, well, you don't like it when men do. So why would you like, or or certainly why would you then be uh, annoyed when somebody doesn't like your blue comedy? Like, I love blue comedy. I just like, it's, I mean, you you know, when, when we're talking about people like, what is blue comedy, by the way, just just blue comedy. Yeah. So anything dirty, anything about shit, sex, toilets, genitals, that kind of stuff. And then it's, and it like the, and it's, it's, and it's fine if that's what you don't like and what you don't want to do, but it's, it's like, I don't know, Matt Walsh said it really better than I ever will, which is when he said that there are a lot of female comics out there who are, impressed by their own vulgarity and that <laughs> and that that's it right and it's because there's no but, but most comics i would argue most comics are not that funny today anyways yeah right like i look i like schultz and um, we say like this as Lane. deep lovers of stand-up comedy like, like yeah yeah I never mean, mind I, the fact I, we've done it it's 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 more that's that's actually by the by the by we love it it's it's my favorite yeah. art form. I love it so much, but it has declined. Yeah, and uh, you know, but you can thankfully, you know, a lot of alternative uh, uh, mediums give you access to really great stand up now. But you know, getting back to sort of the original point, why I'm still trying to wrap my head as to why that isn't, you know, a thing for dudes. Well, like if like, you saw if you saw funny? female comedian. Or sorry, if you saw comedian in some in a girl's no, why isn't that attractive dude? on a dating app? Yeah, what? Yeah, would you swipe left or right? I would swipe left. Yeah, I would swipe left. Yeah, she could be gorgeous too. Yeah, but I would swipe left, just yeah. because 
I, and this is because I've been, I'm now, I used to be really, really open-minded. You know this about me. Uh, in terms of my politics, I leaned way more left, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm sort of familiar with, you know, a lot of these girls, um, no, thank you. Because I understand that on average, unfortunately, whew, uh, they come with a certain set of beliefs. They come with a certain set of uh, s- s- presumed flexibility. They're not. They're actually very fixed in, in what they believe in and what they do. <laughs> regardless of any evidence that might be provided. Sorry, I honestly them, right? thought you were talking about physical flexibility. Oh, <laughs> they can't fuck. That's, you know? that's honestly, honestly where I thought you were going. Like, oh, well, I've just been exonerated. It's just, I, I, it's I've really just, been, just, I've just been vindicated in this episode. They, they can't, you really claim to be flexible you, when they can't you, even lift their knee you, above you, their hip. You want you you want it bad, nigga, but I ain't gonna give it to you. No, I, 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 no, I, I literally mean in just the way they approach life, the way they think about life is not. It's inflexible. It is not. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not conducive to to the way I think of things, and it's. Man, how do how do I put this like? I mean, this, it's so funny to me that you said that Taylor Tomlinson has bipolar disorder. I had no idea, but I could have guessed, right? right. Every time I found my, find myself having fun with a girl and like, unfortunately, this maybe this is a, the consequence of my own experience. Every time I find myself having fun with a girl or think she's funny, I have to ask myself, what mental illness does she have? And so that's why I'm wondering, is there an evolutionary psychological component I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like maybe, 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 maybe there's a reason. Like, but then, as but then men, the thing is, we one don't thing, like. One thing that I would say. One thing that I would say is, yeah, in the modern, in the modern stable of comics, um, yeah, forget your Schultzes and your people that are at the elite level, the Premier League, but your current crop of like comics working the circuit, I'd make the same claim against the men. Like it, it, there's, there's a lot of it. Like, for yes. example, I've told you this before. Wow. We really were supposed to be talking about dating apps. Maybe we'll get back. I'm trying hang to keep tight. you focused. Hang you're tight. The, you're the one who wants to like, I have to talk about comedy. Oh, all right. Nigga, go for it. Like, yeah. Let, okay. We'll it. run that back and we'll see. Cause I'm convinced it was you who brought it into comedy first, but anyway. But the reason why I brought it into mm. comedy was the way the sexual sort of marketplace kind of took, took, took form. Right. I get off after a show women would be waiting for me. They'd get off after a show. No one would be waiting for them. Well, it's like, yeah. So there I is, don't know what now, that is. Um, I, we, we may have to put the statistic in the edit, um, overlay it, but I'm, I think I'm remembering this correctly from Rob Henderson, which was that uh, women swipe right on 4% of male profiles on Tinder and men swipe yeah. right on 60% of female profiles on Tinder. Like, yeah. and then, and that, that plays out in like, there's that family guy cutaway scene where Peter's on Tinder and like, he's trying to show them how to use Tinder and he keeps swiping right. He goes, you see what I'm doing? I'm casting a wide net, which is exactly, <laughs> which is exactly how men approach Tinder, which is right. Let's, let's, let's get as many as possible. And then we'll sift through the matches later. It's very, it is, it's a, 
the two the two sexes have a very different relationship with the dating apps because it's like the like one thing that I noticed was when I was using Tinder in particular because there were some that were good like I think Hinge definitely had a good formula um and I think something to do with that was the fact that you could like specific bits of the profile and sure. so um that then meant you had a conversation starter so you know if you liked sure. their thing when they said where they want to go traveling um and they, they said i don't know fucking ecuador or whatever and you liked that bit she could assume that you wanted to talk about the fact that she wants to go to ecuador and you had a conversation starter there and then you knew that if like most fucking people on that godforsaken app if they put where my next travel <laughs> de- where my next travel destination is uh everywhere you knew just to not like anything about that person's profile because they were going to bore the pants off you but it was like but then there, you know there was some i remember on well because what what hinge did was it gave people structure for how to lay themselves out and how to sell themselves whereas tinder you know it was just this empty box for your bio and you could put whatever you wanted in there and i noticed a distinct correlation between the physical attractiveness a negative correlation between the attractiveness of the girl in the picture and the amount written in the bio to the point where if, well don't go on we'll go up to the point where so. to the point where you know if, if you're talking to an instagram model she'll just have her insta handle in there and if you're speaking to a girl who is aesthetically ch- challenged shall we say uh she'll have a fucking essay about why it's she's pros. the greatest woman yeah. for you and and do you know what yeah. that essay was probably nothing but truth but you still swipe left it's a cruel world <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know I don't know if it was all true. No, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure I, I it was. That's very kind of you. Uh, and again, nice save. But I will say that I don't know if it was I don't know if it's true or not. Especially with the way that I I mean, I'll be completely frank with you. I don't think I ever told you this. Like, uh. Before comedy and then my years after are really when I kicked it up a notch. And I was just a hound dog after comedy. Oh, Jesus. And yeah, no. Those are some dark dark years. But uh, yeah, like I got to a point. And it's interesting. It's a pretty interesting conversation to have. Like I kind of figured out with like a, a bunch of other guys like just exactly what to say to get a girl to sleep with me. And and this isn't me being like, oh, I'm so good, I can fucking get it wet. No, like it was more like, it was more like, like I, I got it down to sort of a formula. And once you get it down and you can, you know exactly what to say and get a girl out, whether it be on Tinder or whether it be on Bumble, et cetera. I don't know. I, I think after that, I think after that experience, the maybe it was sort of the ego part of me that was like, "Oh yeah, if I need, I've proven to myself if I really right. want to get a girl, right? And I want to get a real hot one too. Um, I can, I can do it. And so now that I've won the game, so so to speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've lost interest in it." Kind of like a dog, kind of uh, catching the uh, 
But Cash in the car. The the bumper. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the oh, yeah, I'd, I'd make a school like that. I'd make a school like that to the point where he literally, like, he would, he would, you know, he'd be pursuing whichever girl he was pursuing. Like, he wouldn't even try and sleep with him. It was the moment they agreed to go on a date with him, he lost interest. Because he was like, Who is this? A friend of mine from school. Like, I remember it so vividly. Because yeah, we, we all used to, we all used to, like, sort of mock him a little bit. Because he was like, Go on the date. He's like, oh no, you know, I don't really. No, don't I don't really feel like it. Because he yeah. never, he never said it out, outright. But you like, it, you can infer now with the benefit of hindsight. It's like, oh yeah, he just. Th- that was how much he just enjoyed the chase. Was he? He just literally yeah. like all he wanted was the approval that yep. oh, okay, she wants to go out with me. Cool. Yep. Great. Right. On to the next one. Yep. And it was, and that's, yep. and that's how people treat Tinder though. In for the most part, is they just accrue these matches, and like I, I was but, like that. But then, but the other thing is, is because it's a numbers game. So like dating apps are a numbers game. So it's like you have to keep keep doing it, keep going on it, keep keep matching, matching, matching. Then you have to keep starting these conversations that and you're not you're only going to start a, con- a conversation with a, a small percentage. And then of that, a small percentage is going to reply. And then of that, a small percentage you're going to meet up with, and then of that an, a, a small percentage is actually going to go well. Like because so, it's 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 so it, it is a numbers game. Yeah, I, yes, yes and no. Um, I think it it absolutely is a numbers game. But like I said, I think once I kind of fi- figured out my own formula. Um, Maybe that's the difference. You know, I never, I, th- I certainly never did. I just sort of lurched from one mild disaster yeah. to the next. Like, for example, I remember. Name of your sex tape. His, <laughs> Go on. So the first, the first hinge date I ever went on we met at uh waterloo station and okay uh she got the wrong ticket to try and get a cheaper ticket like to try and get into london mm. for cheaper and so she got off the train and of course the ticket wasn't letting her through the barrier because it wasn't the right ticket for that journey and so i sort of saw her struggling and i was like oh, oh no oh fuck i think that's my date and then went over and uh spoke to the ticket guy and he just let her through and no no problem i was like yeah mate can you just you know sorry like a ticket's not working and he was like yeah yeah no problem and um then i think she might have been unemployed and that might have been why but i don't remember um but then we we started walking through waterloo station which is a, a fucking busy station at like rush hour as well and then she out of nowhere just turned around and shouted at this ticket attendant fuck you and I, I, I was so sort of taken aback wow. by this. I remember sort of like we were walking side by side, and I took a big step. I was on her right, and I took a big step further to the right. And but he went, helped her, right? And I just went like, "Why did you? Why did you do that?" And then she was like, um, "Oh, that's my little fuck you to the system, you know." And I was just there like, oh, yeah, what? Sorry, the system of getting the right ticket for the right journey." down with Thatcher. That'll, that'll show him. And then we we went on a very awkward date. And it was one of those dates as well where, you know, you feel like you wasted a good venue on a shit date. Like, <laughs> I got, I got, t- my, my, my brother had told me about this gorgeous little my cocktail whole life. bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is... We go to this gorgeous little cocktail bar and I'm just sat there. And then she started showing me videos of how, or pictures rather of when she used to be obese. 
and it was just I oh, oh, like oh yeah there's like oh, there's yeah. only there's only so many times oh, you yeah. can go like oh like well done you you now have lost all that weight you look really good well done oh yeah and and then oh, yeah. and then she just and you think okay right we've put the obesity chapter to bed now and then she brings it up again and she's like, this is the most I've ever seen you laugh <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm sitting Keep there going. going like yeah. Yeah, great. And then like, like I'm sitting there going, like, I don't, ha- I can't reciprocate with these stories. I've never been obese. What, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? And then at the end, oh man, like at the end of it, at the end of it, like I, I made a joke. I made a, I made a joke on the date. Like when uh, she saw You me. did not make a fat joke, dude. No, no, no. I didn't you make did a fat. Not. Oh, that's another, that's another okay. story. That's a, that's a different story. <laughs> I did have one girl break like stop seeing me because i made a fat joke and she wasn't even fat like ever but she she got offended it was enough it was on enough behalf of, yeah yeah but anyway so like this one this date yeah it goes it goes so sort of terror it was one of those dates where like you ah uh, yeah it, like it, and I, I didn't want to say at the time because i was worried about how volatile she'd be that i didn't want to see her again so i ended up saying it sort of over text and then got very angry texts in response. Like it went. Of course it, it did. It went immediately from like, because I did, I pulled the classic line of, which I've had pulled on me. I pulled the classic line of, I just don't really know what I'm looking for, which as we know is code for, I'm not looking for you. And so I tried to put it to bed there. And you're, I, like, kind, and then, you're a kind man. Well, I like, because this is the other thing, right? Is this is something that I, I genuinely believe is, Men are the ones who pursue. Therefore, men are the ones who have to deal with the rejection. And it sucks, but you learn to accommodate sure. it and you learn to deal with it and, and swallow it. And and women don't learn that or women don't become accustomed to rejection, nor should they, in my view. Like, it's it's because it, it sucks. It's brutal. And, um, but yeah, that, that was a very odd date they they get re- they get rejected more than you, you you'd realize they just oh, no, i'm uh, sure I I, like I, I'm, just... but only i i i do believe that only with the advent of dating apps i think that this is so because you've got things like bumble you've got people out there going like yeah yeah make the first move make the first move go on do it do it do it and it's it's and it, it can work. It can it can really work, but it I don't think it's I think it's the exception, not the rule. You know, I got banned off Bumble. Uh, Jesus Christ. Why? How? What what happened? Yeah. I told I told some girl uh, that she was rude and I don't know. I was on I, like I said, I was on some bullshit for years. Um and I was really rough, um, and that was that was that was that was uh, during the uh, clonazepam years of my life. So <laughs> it's true. What a name so, for an era. Yeah, and so I was just like, I don't care about anything, and uh, yeah, yeah. I just remember being like, she was like, she was like. You'd be, I think she gave me some, she said something and I was like, I was like, you'd be lucky to be on a date with me and they really don't like it 
what I learned that what I've learned is they don't like it when you do that. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't start it. I didn't start it. She started it. And, uh, yeah, so I just said something like that. And I was like, whatever, dude. I was like, you're, you're, you like the way you talk to me is like, so like kind of disrespectful. And like, I, I basically said like, like you, you know, I'm going out of my way for you, not the other way around. Um, and then <laughs> I don't remember what I, what, I, I didn't, Jesus I didn't curse at her or anything. I still kind of believe that to, to, to some degree on a lot of the dates that I go to. There's a great tweet I saw of a guy once where he's like, hey, you know that guy that like works at Walmart and you're like, I would never date that guy because he's broke. And she's like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, you're that guy to me. <laughs> and I was like, and that's that, that's how I feel about a lot of girls. And you're telling like, me yeah, that, you're, that you're telling me. Yeah. OK. You, you said that women get rejected far more than I'm probably aware, which is almost certainly true. But like, yeah, like that, that is, if that was said to a guy, I think the guy would just laugh at how impressive that is as a put down. Because like, like for example, that's happened to me before where I, I, I had somebody put their hand on my shoulder in like the smoking area of a nightclub, then look at me because she heard me talking to my friend, then look at me and then say, you're not as good looking as you sounded. And I, yeah, I was nothing short of. I just all I could think to say was like, I'm actually impressed at just how cutting that was, like as a line. So well, well done, well done. We'll leave, we'll leave that there. Have a good. You said night. that to her. Yeah, you said that to her. No, I if, was she. I mean, I would have gone for the throat, for the jugular. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, man, because I don't know what it is. Like I just. I think some women are sometimes surprised too. I mean, you've seen me interact with girls. Like, I don't, I don't play that. And like, yeah, I don't know. I would have gone for something funny or something right back. Like, yeah, well, you know, you know, I don't know your fans. What you felt her hand on you? She like, like put her hand on my shoulder and then looked at me. Yeah, and then informed me that I wasn't as good. So she, what I think that says is that she liked the sound of my voice then looked at me right. in the face and right. the visual let right. down the audio. That's fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would have said a bunch of things like, oh, that's funny because, you know, you, <laughs> the touch of your hand, right? Like, what it reminds me of a man. I would have just shot right back because I feel like that's kind of what they're after some of the time. Look, may maybe after, maybe like... it was. Like, look, we're, we're talking here at a time in my life, I don't know, this wasn't like, because I now know what your, I know the code now of I was on some bullshit. Sure. I know what that means now when you say that. <laughs> I, I, so if we're saying that, like I, I was never on some bullshit. I had brief episodes of on some bullshit, but it was never a, <laughs> of bullshittery of bullshittery. But, uh, you, it was you never dabbled. a prolonged, right. I wouldn't call it an era of my life. I, what is, what was it? The clazepan? I don't know what these drugs are called. Don't worry about it. So okay, so 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 yeah, uh, it's clonazepam, but it's clinazepam. it's uh, yeah yeah yeah, it's not good. So Don't I did I didn't kids. have a clonazepam era of my life. You have a fuckboy. You don't have fuckboy years. I, I don't. Fuck I don't. I have fuck I, no. Oh god, fucking hell! I'm forgetting that. Lot like people I know are going to watch this. 
No, I don't. I not certainly authenticity. Authenticity. Certainly not by modern standards. Certainly not by modern standards. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What do you think that is? I I'm thinking that's like multiple people, uh, like more more people in the week than there are days. Fair enough. Okay. Right. So like, I never enough. had a fucking yeah, yeah. I never had a time in my life like that. But it was like, but I made the mistake of going to university, and so that comes with a certain amount of of degraded godlessness. And so yeah, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, man, I I I, I did. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about people and relationships and that I needed to get off this drug and that, yeah, once you reach a certain, I, I the, the friend that you mentioned where it's like, oh, she wants to go on a date and you, your guys are like, well, you should go on the date. And he's like, I don't really feel like it. Like that's very relatable, but especially, now. especially when it's quantified mm-hmm. through these apps, like especially when when you oh. can, when you can just scroll through and go yeah see I'm I'm attractive to someone somewhere, and that's that's enough for a lot of people. No, like, it really is like it, it, it it's enough for a lot of people. Like it's a very, it's yeah. a very like. But you know what's interesting, Ben, is we talk about this for for women a lot. Like actually, like hey, they use these apps for validation. Yeah, I kind of I I use this app for validation too. Yes, quite. But it's so, like, but the other thing is, it's like you know. I remember saying, I think I brought this up in one of our other episodes. I think it was the Josh Olin episode, where it's like I was having a conversation with my late grandpa about dating apps because I met my significant other on one, and so he yeah. was he was saying, "Ah, uh, oh, so you know, but isn't it like you don't you don't pay any price for rejection?" Um, which is interesting because that's also something Jordan Peterson has said, and he's never watched Jordan Peterson a day in his life. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting that those two men have come up with those same thoughts independently, so funny. but, so funny. and it's, it's true to a point. It's true to it. It's true. If all you want to do is accrue the matches for validation, but if you actually want to go on a date with another human being, you still have to face rejection because you have to meet up with them and they will form a new impression of you. And then they can reject you after that date. So it was just like, like I, you know, I remember saying to him, like, looking round the bar or the club, Grandpa is now looking on an app, but you still have to meet them and and speak to them if you actually want it to go anywhere. If you want, if you want to well, qualify the relationship. To be honest with you, I do better in person than I did on on yeah. the apps, which is why I, I think I devised that formula. Right? It's like let me get, see if I let me get. So were you you like, when when you were when you were on some bullshit? Were you using dating apps or no? Yeah, I was. Oh, you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah. When I was doing comedy, I didn't have to because first off, a couple, I was so focused when I was doing comedy mm-hmm. that it wasn't it wasn't really sort of my main it wasn't really part of it right but then uh you know post comedy yeah um i devised wait repeat your question again were you using the dating apps when you were yeah 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 yeah. i've forgotten the fucking name again the clizamanapan era yeah yeah the the clonazepam eras yeah my my uh yeah my fuckboy years yeah, I was. I was using the app. I've apps. I could figure out how to get a girl's number and just like I don't, you know, I don't remember how to do it now. But I was like DMing like strippers on Instagram, right? 
right? And I was able to get their numbers. And again, this isn't me being like, oh, I'm so No, I, I look, I'm with you. As somebody who was very bashful around women for a very long time, it's like it, there, there seems to be a switch that I think a lot of, that goes in a lot of men's heads when they get to a certain age, like entering their 20s, really, where they realize that audacity can get you a lot of the weight. Like if, <laughs> if, if you just if you just have the balls, like because yeah. like for example, take that stripper who gets men coming at her all the time. There is something yeah. in her, at least to a degree, that goes no well. He had the balls to to DM me, so fair play. Like you know, there is definitely yeah. a that's def, that's definitely a component. I, but it, but it wasn't that. It wasn't just that, bro. I don't know what it is. Like you have to like I don't know. It's so cheesy because it's like the way. The, what 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 I feel like matchmakers or like like red pill guys would call it is game, but like right. the old school world, the old school name or the old school the old world name for it was 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 charm or, right. or you know sort of, <laughs> right or like or, oh or, that's or, so funny or, yeah like the, I think the difference <laughs> there is like because one of the one of the problems with with when when we talk about game is charm is a byword for sincerity in that context right game right. is a byword for the opposite game means that like it like when i hear game if i hear that like oh yeah i've got good game what i interpret from that is like oh you can deceive a woman into bed with you now i know that's not always true but it's like if 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 you because yeah game to me implies first of all it's something that you've learned you've you've acquired these skills and you've you've you deploy them in a very calculated manner as opposed to it just being naturally occurring charm yeah yeah i can so that's the thing in person i have charm on in these apps i it was definitely game i know you mean a hundred i know you mean like i knew exactly what to say to get their numbers i knew exactly what to do as soon as i got their numbers i would either text them or call them and then set up a date immediately and I was in and I knew that would work. And then I knew if I wanted to sleep with someone, I knew exactly what to say to and what sort of like, I don't know how to describe this, like emotional journey to take them on that I could get them within the first date. And it, once once I figured how to do that and it was able to repeat it, right, because the way my mind works is is very analytical, right? Like you're talking to a guy who kept spreadsheets of his jokes, right? When he was, when he was a comic. And uh, once I was able to get to that point where I knew exactly what to say, you know, and exactly what to do to get, you know, uh, the box, so to speak, it wasn't, it wasn't as exciting anymore. Right. Um, right. And it was more like, it was more like, I, it, I, that's why I said it from the top. Like, I think it really was an ego thing, bro. It really was. Well, this, because this like, is, as soon as I, yeah. This is something I say to my my single friend, sort of city boy types. Um, now, like now that I'm in a, a long-term relationship, it's like, you've just alluded to it there, is like, because this is an ever-present challenge is to sustain this relationship like you know like right and, and, and the that, skills to, to hold a relationship are different from right. the skills to just get a woman into because bed. this is the longest right. relationship i've ever had and that's that's continually true 
So each right. each passing day, this becomes even more the longest relationship I've ever had. And like that to me is like the maybe it's maybe it's getting older, maybe it's whatever, maybe it's a different stage of life. But it it's there going like, oh no, this feels like the real challenge. And this feels yes. like the, the challenge with the yeah. with the because like you say, when you've established your game, when you've established your what once once you know that you have an affinity with the opposite sex, it's rinse and yeah. repeat. Right. And and then and the right. and the excitement wanes. Like it, it's and you go on. And you know what's what's really pernicious about that and what's really dangerous is that and I think Peterson talks about this as well, is like you reach this point where you're not even valuing these people. Right? Like and that's what they are is people, right? Um and you, it's hard to resist dark triad, antisocial like behaviors, yeah. because because you know what to do, and you can get what you want. And so why 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 you know you're the more why why be why be chained down by things like consideration yeah, yeah, of yeah. another person's feelings or the consideration that this person might be a human being, right? And have their own thoughts and dreams and desires. And, you know, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the sort of hip hop fuck bitches get money mentality, I, th I think has its place, but then you grow up. Yeah. And then you realize that life is really more complicated than that. Now, are there still certain rules that I think you, men should adhere to, especially in the context within the context of dating apps? Uh, yeah, right. But if you're looking for something meaningful, I'm not sure if those apps are the best place for those sorts of things. Um, and I think that as a man, like we all, we, a lot of the manosphere talks about the risks to women, your risk as a dude is honestly dehumanizing women, which, you know, yeah. me, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy who's like, like, I'm not, you know, Mr. Ladies, <laughs> I'm not that guy. Right. Like, I'm, but, but yeah. no, it is. But, you're right. Because, but, but, because it's, it's just, it just becomes onto it becomes a mentality of right onto the next conquest rather than correct rather than taking it seriously although interestingly cuz i know and maybe it's a case of cuz you i i'm a firm believer in you attracting what you project and so sure. because i've come into a long term relationship that started on a dating app i i happen to know quite a few people who've done that as well and what's interesting to me is like, I don't actually know if it is, and this is the conversation I was having with my grandpa is like, I don't actually know if the landscape is any different. I just think it's easy, more easy to quantify it now because you can go, oh, this is exactly how many people wasted my fucking time for me to get to somebody who didn't. <laughs> but it's like, it's, but I don't think that's any, that's any, that's any, that's any different. It's like, there are, there are plenty of people out there who, before dating it's apps were a thing have had to sift it's through different. the rubble in order to find the diamond but 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 it's it is different because like gosh what how did people date before it's like who's in this town who's great? right right it was right. a luck of geography and, and, yeah 
Right. Oh, this is something and we hear. It, like this, a, yeah, this is something we hear the Tate brothers talk about a lot. You know, where it's like because Instagram being the right, greatest dating app, yeah. and yeah. It, but it is. But it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like no, I, said, I, I don't disagree at all. I, I, I actually, this is ironic. A lot of guys hate Instagram DMs. I love it. I had a black, like, they're great. And, 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 and oh gosh, man, I feel like I'm projecting myself as a, again, I'm not trying to project necessarily a top G persona. It's just that they worked for me. Yeah. And on top of that, like, I don't think they are good for the future. Like, I, I disagree that with the, the difference strictly being, oh, now I can quantify or maybe not disagree completely, but maybe let me push back a little bit. I don't necessarily think it's just, oh, um, I can quantify, you know, how many people wasted my time. It's it's created this sort of competition where I think women are looking toward, here's what each side loses. If you're a man, you are at risk of losing your humanity and focus. If you are a woman, you are at risk of losing your self-respect and clarity. And what I mean by that is you are uh, less likely to, you, you are likely to be used by Ben and you are more likely to be less certain and less un, less sure of what it is you actually want in a relationship. And by the way, guys suffer that as well. I bring this up with women more because that seems to be what's more salient in my conversations in my day-to-day with women, which is I'm looking for a specific sort of man. I'm looking for a specific sort of relationship. Okay, then why are you participating in X, Y, Z right. decisions? Right. Yes. Right. And 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 you have to, like, well, you and I need to watch this documentary together, but they, you have to understand that these people have hired, hired, like hired literally neuroscientists who study the effects of hard drugs like Coke, right? Yeah. And, and amphetamines and have wired people so that they can get addicted to these things. And so that's, that's the other thing is like, I, I understand where, what you're trying to say, but uh, as someone who's worked in tech, and by the way, another thing you, you should understand is because I was about, I was going to work for a dating company, and actually, maybe I can get him as a guest. Guest, but I used to listen to the guy, the inventor of OK Cupid. I was a big fan of his band, Bishop Allen, and so I connected with him on LinkedIn, and I was like, "Hey, man, really love your band, Bishop Bishop Allen." That's that's how we became connected on LinkedIn. Uh, so it'd be cool to get his his thoughts on the matter. But but uh, to my original point the shoot i lost it what was i talking about i was talking about um what was i talking about frick frick frick, frick you frick, were frick, talking frick. about there's another thing that i should know you nearly worked for a dating app company yes no uh dating apps low margins real low margins profit they're not successful yes they are not they're not just yeah i'm talking revenue right. not profit revenue there is not much money in dating apps if you present another dating app idea in front of a vc they will laugh you off the stage unless you yeah. bring it bring it or you've proved your success in this app within this application there's and we could bring there's a couple of guys who i know are ceos of a couple of like up and coming dating apps in the dating game there's one harvard kid i know who's really he's really great gay guy very gregarious very highly intelligent um 
maybe we can get him on. For, uh, but uh, for the most part, not a lot of money uh, in, in, in dating apps. And so this incentivizes dating applications to find every trick in the book to take money from you, especially if you are a man, right? Because the majority right. of dating app users are not, are not women. They are men, mm -hmm. I think. I think it's like a 60-40, 70-30 yeah. uh, ratio, something like that. And so if taking, once you take that into consideration, you have to ask yourself, okay, well, there's not much margin on these applications. What are some ways that we can devise to retain users? Or if you're not interested in retaining users, making users spend money. And a lot of those apps have figured it out. Tinder, for example, you, I know I've heard millions of stories of people going, I didn't get any matches as a guy, right? Being like, I didn't get any matches on Tinder. Uh, and then I got Tinder gold. Suddenly the algorithm opened up for me, right? So you're, and, and then, and then you, you don't even, you take one step further back. What are these applicate, if the mar margins are low and the only times you can find success are if you pay the application, well, how do you, how do you as a business model make sure that revenue stays consistent? Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, uh, healthcare companies in some way where you actually incentivize to find a cure or to ail, you know, help people who are, who, who are ailed. And you're actually incentivized from a business perspective to keep them alone. Now, this, at this point, I would, I'm going to just take a step back and say this, this might be conjecture, but it does make sense just, you know, with a bit of armchair reasoning, right? Like you are not incentivized to bring people together. You are not incentivized to marry people. Tinder is not incentivized to make sure you are married. It right, is incentivized to draw money out of people. Exactly. And it's incentivized not to, to draw out money out of a specific group of people, which is men. Yeah. So I, I don't 100%. see much use in them. No, hundred percent. Like this is why this is why it's interesting looking at something like looking at a, an example like Hinge, because Hinge has positioned itself with the whole kind of like their tagline designed to be deleted. And you've got this very clever. Very clever. <laughs> very clever. And it's this whole point of like and they added little features like whether it's bullshit or not, it it the sh even if it's a charade it still works but like you know because you would go on a date with somebody and if it noticed that you'd stop talking it would prompt and go did you meet this person and then you could right. you could go yes and then it would go is this sort of person you'd see again and then you could go yes or no and then it goes we'll use this to influence future matches that could be bullshit but the whole, even if it is, I don't think it's bullshit. I don't think it's bullshit either. But let's say let's let's if you put your cynical hat on, it could be. But it's like because sure. it could just, but it 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 at least makes you believe that this is taking itself seriously. And then they, yeah, they seem to have taken a different angle, which is the whole thing of like, because um, if if you if you sustain a successful relationship from it, maybe you'll be more likely to. Uh, recommend it to somebody and it, and and maybe they're going down that road because like tinder is the dating app you know like it's it's synonymous right. with dating apps like you're you're like you you could you could go on a fucking date through uh one of these obscure ones like toffee or happen and if you were speaking to your friends about it you'd probably still say yeah i was on a tinder date 
and they would they would know what they would know what you meant. Still get it. It's, yeah, it's the Nintendo of exactly. It's the of, Nintendo uh, dating like, applications. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's exactly the Nintendo, the Biro, or whatever. It's the synonymous brand name with that product or service, and it's and it's very and but then part of me thinks that maybe something like Hinge wouldn't be possible or wouldn't be successful without something like Tinder. Because Hinge only works in contrast to Tinder, in my estimation, because you've got Tinder being the sleazy one, and then you've got Hinge being the one you quote unquote take seriously. Maybe, man. I don't know. I, I, I still. I mean, the way the way. I mean, it could be. Or it could be just a very clever means of positioning yourself as if you're the antithetical right. to, uh, right. to you know, sort of the big bad wolf, you know, that being Tinder. But still, you, you still perform the same, you know, you still behave the same way. Um, well, this is the point, right? I'm not, is, the, reason, the reason why I bring it up, just to close that point off, is like, the reason why I bring it up is because I don't, I, I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, it, yeah, it's any different. I'm sure they play the same algorithmic games. I'm sure they do the whole thing with, yeah. um, they will absolutely limit the number of matches you get in order to entice you to pay for the premium version. Like, I'm sure that's still at play, but it's it's like you say, very clever to use the marketing strategy of design to be deleted because it gives you this reassurance that, oh, maybe they really do care. You you know you know maybe maybe but I don't know My, the thing that informs all of this for me is the ineffectiveness of dating apps as a whole whether it be Hinge or Tinder or not you know I'm reminded of the 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 OK uh, uh, Cupid studies uh, what's the for, former OK Cupid man I've talked to this guy before too he's, he's, I don't know him as the OK Cupid CEO I know him as the lead singer of Bishop Allen. So <laughs> I like, I like Sam. I like his band. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Yagen. That's not it. Is it Andrew Yagen? Is it, Sam, is it Sam Yagen? Let's see. Former OKB2, Cupid, Bishop Allen. Hang on. Hang on. Bishop Allen. Christian Rudder. Christian. I like Christian. Right. Uh, I can see what Christian's up to. So the, the reason why I bring that up is Christian. So Christian, former lead singer of Bishop Allen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> used to put out these studies for OkCupid, and he had to take them down eventually. I've never asked him about this, but I should. Maybe I'll see, see if he's still on LinkedIn. Um, and, he, you know, there have been studies, on, like he was the guy, the whole 80-20 rule that like the Manosphere puts out, which is like, okay, 80% of the messages go to the 20% of men. He was the one who discovered that. Right. He was the one who pointed that out. And he got it got so much play in the manosphere he had to take it down, even though it was the truth. It's not like he When you did say it to, play you know, in the manosphere, what do you mean? I mean that it it's what the talking heads in the manosphere mention the most. They something called the eighty twenty rule, which is basically eighty percent of uh the messages that women send go to twenty percent of the men. Right. And um yeah, and the Rob Henderson pet, uh, uh, metric that you mentioned is kind of a more fo is is focused on Tinder, 
But I wouldn't be surprised if it's devolved that further because the 80-20 rules is quote unquote outdated in that regard. But Christian put that study up uh, and he got into trouble. I mean, a lot of the stuff he put up, he got into trouble for. Like he put uh, that con- he put that study up. He put the other study on uh, how men and women view attractiveness, right? He would what he did was he played that the numbers on you know how men, how men view uh, attractiveness and how women view attractiveness. Women view again. It's funny that this number keeps uh, coming up, but about 20% at the time, they viewed about 20% of users on OkCupid of the men as actually attractive and uh, 80% of the, the men as unattractive or undesirable. Isn't it like, because the, the skew, just as an aside with that statistic, because isn't, isn't that one quite, it's famous for like only 20% of men are seen as in the top half of attractiveness, yes. like above the 50th percentile. Correct. 80% of men Correct. are, if you, you know, showed women in the street and went, is this man... They would say that he's unattractive. The, yeah, if is yeah. he above or below the halfway point of attractiveness, they would put 80% of them below, like below the 50th percentile. That's a great point. That's a very subtle point. I'd have to check the numbers. It's hard to check the numbers because they he had to take down the, right. the study it, back oh, in the God, day. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry, yeah. that was an aside yeah. you were saying. No, but it's it's a good it's a subtle statistical point, and I think it's it's well well worth bringing up, right? Which lends credence to if it is if that is true, then that makes Rob's numbers even more uh, uh, salient, right? Because it's like okay, well, it's not it's 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 com- it's completely different than from what the manosphere says and and uh, uh, spits and regurgitates, which is eighty percent of you know uh, uh, of women find 20% of men attractive. Actually, 80% of women find only 20% of men attractive at a starting level. Right. Right. Which is a very different, different point. But I don't know if that, that's true or not. I think I think it was 80% of messages were sent to 20% of men, but I could be wrong. So you got that, that got taken down. And then so and then and then on the other side of that was if you looked at the, what men found attractive, right, you could it was it was a bell curve. Yeah, it was it was fascinating, right? So there are lots of girls at the end, or not very few. Excuse me, very few women at the ends, right? Very few women who were considered one, twos, and threes, or whatever. Very few women were considered eight, nines, and tens. From a mathematical standpoint, from a, a perspective of standard di- distribution, it vaguely makes sense, right? Um, and then the vast swath was in between those numbers, right? So, and that kind of challenged this notion. It did a, a couple of things. It, it kind of it gave insight on what, um, who the highly selective sex was, which honestly, from an from a again an armchair evolutionary uh, psychologist perspective, uh, makes sense, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't be they be the more selective yeah. one? That's kind of their thing. What is what does Jordan Peterson say? That's their gift. That is. Their also, gift. He also right? says that that's what separates us from chimps evolutionarily speaking interesting because he, he made really are men are the, the selectors no no so what he made the point on joe rogan is that with chimpanzees it looks as though the female is being selective but in fact what's actually happening is the dominant male is scaring all the other males away um hilarious whereas with humans it's actually the woman who is sexually selective the woman can because right. like, and we see this we see it in a societal viewpoint but also biologically women control access to 
sex. They, they like, there's the joke that goes around online yeah. of the, what's it? Women, um, men sleep with who they can, but marry who they want. And women marry who they yeah. want, uh, sorry, sleep with who they want, but marry who they can. Like that's the sort of very yeah, yeah, yeah. offhand, off yeah, color yeah. joke. But it's like, right. But yeah, that's apparently that that is primatologists have have ascertained that that is something that drove our separation from chimpanzees is that human females are sexually selective. Well, interest. That's very interesting. We're gonna have a whole conversation about right. about, about that. But just to, to finish the point up is, uh, yeah. Uh, so so there's so it countered that notion, right? But a lot of people didn't like that. Um, they didn't like the idea that that it might suggest. Uh, that 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 uh, women might actually be more physically <laughs> uh, uh, what's the word selective they might be more maybe this is this right. is probably the perception that ha- happened at the time they're more shallow than men yeah right yeah. and and they didn't like that and so Christian had to put that study down another study he had to put down. <laughs> Now that's uh, well, that's was... something that I don't like. I'm not. I'm not. It's not for me to say whether or not I agree or disagree because it's if it's a statistic, it's a statistic. But that one shocks me because I would say why I would say like so because one of the things that I've said for a long time is like take if you sort of look at like a Hollywood award show, yeah, you would see like a physical mess like Harvey Weinstein with <laughs> a ten on his Zimmer frame. And then, but you'd never see a Chris Hemsworth with, uh, 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 give me a fat female celebrity. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Or she was, yeah. Or a Melissa McCarthy. Like, you'd never see, you'd never see Chris Hemsworth. Interesting. But like, you know, you'd you'd never. Adele. Adele. How about pre-21? There we go. Album Adele, there you so, go. right? So you'd never, you'd never, see, now. <laughs> you'd never see a Chris Hemsworth of a pre twenty one Adele because you just you just wouldn't. But you would maybe see like a business mogul or a, like a fat fifty five sixty year old right. guy because he's right. got competence or he's got resources or he's got whatever with a straight ten woman on his arm. You know, right? Well, that that's because again, it's it's when it comes to just strict attractiveness women because that's because attract that's because attraction is actually really complicated and what women want at different points in their life and what ultimately they're attracted to can vary and that variance also uh, appears within the again it, it appears in two ways one, in terms of what they desire, but also depending on the age that they are in life, how that de- desire might manifest itself, right? And at least that's from what I've, what I've studied, right? So when they're, and again, this is me just stealing from Rollo Tomasi. Um, he loves to play the, 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 the clip from Breaking Bad, say my name. All right, there you go, Rollo. I said your name. And so, and so, uh, uh, yeah, so it's so it's so uh, it, it's complex, right? You can be that older business guy and maybe secure the ten because maybe you possess power, maybe you possess, uh, which is something which is linked to security, which is another thing women are attracted to, yeah. right? In the case of those those sort of overweight guys, Harvey Weinstein's not a good example, 
Uh, but another, another. Uh, <laughs> I mean, ugly. You really nailing you know, it. Like, like, You're yeah. nailing it. You're nailing it with these examples. You could say Harvey Einstein, fine, Harvey Feinstein, Harvey Weinstein esque. How about that in terms of the looks? Uh, a fat, it, ugly man. It, Fuck it. Let's just say. Yes. It. But he's of immense, right? He has a lot of wealth. And then what's going on there is a trade, right? You are beautiful. I am egregiously wealthy, right? You have access now to that egregious wealth because how many men actually have that sort Quite. of access to an egregious amount of security, Indeed. right? Like we've just had, we've had this discussion last, I think it was last, no, we had this discussion online the other day. Technically, I'm in the top 1% of men in my, well, not technically, I am in the top 1% of men, my, my age. Economically, yeah. And economically speaking, right. And that, that to me is like insane because even to me, I'm just like, this is still not enough. Right. Like this is still like, yeah. Yeah. this is like, I'm like, I'm like, I need to like this, I have the, you know, this business plan, I have this blah, blah, blah. I have all these plans. Right. I, you know, I'm working like a dog. I do, you know, I do all these sorts of things. I have all these sorts of schemes, the po this podcast being one of them. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the ultimate point being that, uh, that, that, that what's, what, what, pushes them over i mean it reminds me of this saying men what is it women men compensate women complain right so if you're a man and you are you know earth shatteringly ugly uh like like uh maybe not harvey weinstein but who's a who's an ugly guy in pop culture i don't know if anyone can think of some tyler an ugly uh, guy in pop culture who's really ugly Pop Smoke is a famous rapper in the U.S. that right. I know that you have no idea. I who haven't he is. got the faintest not, idea. Not a, I know Tyler does because he hangs out with niggas. So, uh, Pop Smoke, <laughs> he does. So, uh, Pop Smoke is a very unattractive man, but he has like a crazy amount of baby mamas um, because he's done very well commercially. He's done yeah. very well uh, money wise, right? And so. That that's where where the only way that for that to happen because I feel like we're sold as a kid, especially if you're like more scholastically inclined as I was, you're sold as a kid this notion that that you will sort of eventually kind of quote unquote win a gal at the end of the at the end of the road, but right. you only really win if you achieve outlier uh, outlier levels of success. That's really the only way in my opinion, for you to, to obtain that. Um, and, and, and then the question becomes, is that worth obtaining? I don't know. That's a whole different conversation, right? It, it, it depends on whom you are, what you're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the last thing I'll say that, that, that I think is really interesting about all this, and which is also why I don't deal with dating apps is, and man, I'm going to message Christian. He's going to be like, I'm going to be like, hey, remember that time we talked about Bishop Allen? Uh, <laughs> do you want to come to the show? He, uh, the, uh, the, um, the other study he had that was taken down, which was really interesting to me. Cause I was like, why did they take this one down? Was he also did a study on race. Now, let me preface this by saying like, I don't care what your preferences are. It doesn't matter to, to me. Like I don't, I never will judge that. Right. That's good. It's like, that's your thing. I don't care. I don't have a thing. You know, everybody has their thing never going to knock it. I don't have a really strong thing for Asian chicks because I've never been interested in having sex with a CD case, but that's a whole different thing. But, but like, but, but like, 
<laughs> You've never wanted. I heard somebody. I wish that was my joke. I wish that was my joke. That's Patrice O'Neill's joke. Like apparently Louis C.K. came up to him. He was like, oh, "I think Asian chicks ha- have are really gorgeous and they have really great butts." And he was like, "Oh, nigga, you want to have sex with a CD case?" <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. I thought that shit was hilarious. But like, no, but like, everybody has their thing. So let me just make oh, take that out of the way. Let me get that out of the way. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be the one, isn't it? This is gonna be the one where we move to Rumble. It's nice to be on Rumble, you guys. No, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this will be the one. Finally, yeah, right. We did it. No, but 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 this all this to say that if you look at the sort of messages and message responses based on race, and this is something my members of my my friends don't really like to hear. This is, you know, if you're an Asian guy. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Good luck. Because they are not biting. My, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Asian dudes. I feel like yeah. sometimes the white women look at them and just think about when the next rush hour is going to come out. So, like, they're, they're, they, there's just no sense of attraction for whatever reason. Yeah. I say that facetious. No, no, Yo, I know what you mean. My Asian no, dogs. I've, had a, I've had a Malaysian friend of mine say the exact same thing. He said, like, yeah, yeah, like, if you yeah. look at the stats, if you look at the dating app statistics, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a sought after demographic. Yeah. And, 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 and by the way, like, a lot of people like to think that it's just black, it's like black guys actually overperform. I think we overperform in the sexual market, right? And I'm mixed race, but when a white American woman sees me, that's not what they think, right? So I think black dudes overperform in the sexual market, but when, when it comes to relationships, especially in the context of dating apps, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder because yeah. it's almost like it's, 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 and that's been my experience as well. Again, I don't want to make it seem like, oh, woo is me, I'm blah, blah, to try harder. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying what the, the stats say. And, you know, you can draw your own conclusions from it. And I don't think it's completely, uh, what's the word? I, I, I don't think it's, malevolent I, I just think people have have their thing and that's 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 okay right so but i thought it was interesting that they made him put that one down too well actually it kind of makes sense when i think about liberals yeah. so yeah but right, so to, interesting stuff yeah yeah to conclude then what 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 have we Don't learned you ever end this podcast with to conclude i swear to god how fucking dare you? To How dare you? To conclude? To wrap what are you, a six street? Up, uh-huh. Uh, what, Much better. What would, you say, what would you say we've learned about dating apps in this discussion? Don't use, don't use dating apps. Don't use dating apps. Meet people. Go do your thing. Go work out. Seriously, go lift. Do you know how many times I get hit? hit like, you get hit on in the... If you're in good shape... Women will find any excuse to touch you. They will do anything. I remember one time I was doing pull-ups on on uh, I was on the pull-up bar. I don't know where the, where the hell that sentence was going. <laughs> I was doing pull-ups. I was doing pull-ups. <laughs> I was like, where does one do pull-ups again? I was, I was gymming in the gym. I was yeah, yeah. Gym. I was gymming in the gym. gym. Yeah, I was running on the running machine. I was running on the runner. Yeah, and I remember I was about to to fall, or not fall. I was finishing a. I wasn't falling actually. I was finishing a, a set, right? And that last 
you know, pull, you just drop because you're just like, oh my God, I'm exhausted, right? And I remember this woman kind of ran in and she was like, oh, I was going to, I was trying to catch you because I thought you were, you were going to fall. And I was like, I wasn't going to fall. I was just, this is my last set. Right. And this, this is when I was in like my prime, right? This is when I was like just diesel. Right. Um, and girls will do all sorts of things, weird things like that. They'll bump into you when it's clearly, when they think and, and pretend like it's not on purpose, when it was very much on purpose, they'll look at you. It's interesting. Cause I, this could be this whole other episode, man, we should get a bodybuilder on. Let me get one of my bodybuilders yeah, let's do that. On let's to do talk that. about this because, because, because they, it was interesting to be on the other side of that. Cause it's like the way they look at men, especially particularly very physically fit men, it's probably the first time in my life I could at to some degree, not entirely obviously, but to some degree relate to what it was like to be a woman walking alone in the streets of night. Like the looks of hunger, I'd never experienced that before in my whole life. Like See it that, was, now it was, that it is was, something you could feel it. I, I have been in, I think I'd, I'd say I've always been in reasonably good shape. I think that that's something I've never experienced that. And that probably has something to do with me being five foot nine. <laughs> gonna, gonna, they're just, a rip five foot nine guys. Just going to say it. They're a rip five foot. <laughs> Oh, just just gonna say it. Just gonna say it because that's that's the other, that's another thing that we can you we can close out with about dating apps. To be honest, is the fixation with like when when men think it's a good comeback. Um, if a woman asks for their height to ask for their weight, so like, no, it's not it's not yeah. a good comeback because you can infer someone's weight from their pictures. You can't infer someone's height from their pictures. It's a totally different discussion. And the other thing is, guys, That's very funny. short kings. You can, you can out infer there. someone's height from pictures. You can infer someone's height from pictures. Uh, if they're Trust stood me, next to device, people, so yeah. But like, if they're, if yeah, but there, you could stand next to things. No, if it, all right, like, stand in a fucking would... field, and then we'll try and <laughs> Bro, ascertain how tall you are. I remember I walked pat, walked into a door once with one of, from one of my sorority friends, and I remember there were lines there. I had no idea what the fuck that meant. And they were like, oh, you passed. I was like, I passed what? And it was, they marked exactly where six foot was on the door. They know exactly what height you are, bro. But like, no, no, but they I want to say they've this, done it. This is, more to the, this is more to the short guys watching. If a girl asks <laughs> you your height and that bothers you, just don't talk to her. Don't think that coming back with, well, right. what's your weight yes. is a good answer because all right. you've let her know is yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. insecure about your height. It's, I don't know if, yeah. I, I hope somebody else has told you this before me here and now, but if you needed me to tell you that, I'm glad I could be of service. Like if you are not a tall person, accept it, live with it. Now live your life anyway. It just, oh And my then God. ask her how big her, and then ask her how big her mouth is. Yeah. And that's it. Exactly. And then don't come up with some clever line like, oh, you're all the same height lying down. Don't do that because that makes you seem weird. But it's, it's, it's really, no, it's just no, it's not good, man. Like, As opposed think? to how big is your mouth is. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, at least, at least that's quite witty. But the whole, the whole thing, because you can tell that you came up with that, which I think is quite good. But then the other thing is, and you and I, Baz, have talked about this before, uh, to the short ladies out there with, with regards to the dating apps. <laughs> If you're under five foot, don't you dare, don't you dare demand a man who's over six foot. 
There are women out there who are over six foot who need those men. They need the six foot five, six, 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 seven guys because they're over six foot and they want to wear heels. You're, I remember saying, and I'll tell you right now, ladies, I, I, I don't care about them. So hit me up. Uh, That's fine. Whereas I had somebody went on a date with her once who was four foot eight and she told me that I wasn't tall enough. The nerve. What do you want me to do? Wear you as a piece of jewelry? (laughs) Four for eight. What do you think? If it, like you <laughs> swinging off my neck like a medallion, what do you think a guy who's over six foot is going to be for you? Just dragging her, just yeah, dragging literally. her along like a rag doll. She's just skidding, skidding from from literally, sidewalk to sidewalk. Imagine pulling up next to her place, and you'd hear the knock on the window. <laughs> That must be her. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's that's her. That's yeah, that's very funny. That is very funny. Yeah, I mean, look, man. Uh, if there's anything I've learned is that no one listens. Uh, for the most part, uh, people learn through by example. And if you want to get the most out of your dating life, just do what you like to do, and focus on being the best you can be at it. And then try to meet people who are also interested in the things that you're interested in and where you're competent in, because you'd be surprised the areas of life where there are groupies. Like, like, and I say that in, in a, like, not like, I don't say that in a manner where it's like, Oh, you can just have sex. Like they're, they're like, if as you're long struggling as you can in the show sexual you... marketplace, just take on a profession that's famous for groupies. That's what no, I took, I'm saying. That's what I took you'd from... be surprised. You would be surprised. You could, there, there are professors who are ex, like world leading experts who, after their, their lectures, shut the fuck up, Ben. Who, after their <laughs> lectures, shut the fuck up, Ben. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Ben. Who, after their lectures, are approached by young women. Mental. It's just the thing. Mental. If that's I don't deny what it. you want, I, I, if I'm that's sh- what you want. Yeah. Basically, no. In fact, you know what? There you go. That's a great note to end it on. If you're struggling in a dating life, it probably means you're woefully incompetent. So fix up. Correct. There you go. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Raisin Bread. We sincerely hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please be sure to send it to somebody else who you think would get some value out of it. Like, subscribe, turn on the notification bell so you know when we're making a new upload. Comment below. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, please watch one of our other episodes, which are going to appear somewhere around my head. Around my head. Around my head. Around my head. Around my head.